from Hollywood and from all over the world to entertain you on a giant screen with the two colorful motion pictures you've been hearing about and reading it's about. It's showtime, folks. Enjoy the show. We're delighted to have you with us. They're driving theater. You'll find something to please you to add to your evening's enjoyment. It's please pleased to bring you our Fifi feature presentation. Presentation. What's up? Hey, what's going on? <laughs> uh, welcome to the Driving Speaker Box, guys. It is Monday, May sixteenth, twenty twenty-two. You're tuned in the Driving Speaker Box, uh, your source for movie bullshit. Uh, hey, I'm, that's. Yeah. I think that's more <laughs> that's our accurately. New- Encapsulates. That's going to be our bumper sticker. But uh, uh, as always, I'm your host, Bo, the Boom Operator. I'm Slick Doggy the Grip. And uh, he's Jake. And we are here. We're here. Um, uh, Hey, Dina is back already in the chat. If you guys are not tuned in to the chat, you can check this out. We are live Monday nights, 8 o'clock Central Standard Time. Uh, You can check us out on Facebook Live, Twitch, or YouTube Live. And uh, Dina back on track. What is going on? Tony over there on YouTube. Shout outs to those guys. Uh, Thanks for tuning in, jumping in the stream real early like. Um, if you see me like doing Mr. Miyagi like like fly swattings uh, during the show, uh, there are like gnats all in the studio, and it's driving me insane. Um, there was there was a um, we li- we're, we're we live here in Northwest Arkansas, and we've had a lot of rain. Uh, McLean and YouTube, hello from Wisconsin. What's up? Right back at you, buddy. Um, a lot of flooding, a lot of rain, a lot of. Uh, but this the studio here, this building actually got flooded. We're upstairs. Our suite is upstairs, thankfully, um, and a lot of water, a lot of moisture. There was like four inches of water in some of the suites downstairs. It was really bad. Um, but there's like there's like bugs now. I guess you know like water bugs that like mate and give birth in the primordial ooze of the creek that's next to the building here um and it's been driving me nuts i'm like little flying around my head and it's so i'm just like i've been in here all afternoon just like clapping bugs and uh i'm out here clapping bugs yeah uh, I don't know if that's new slang for something else, but uh, but yeah, we're gonna be here talking about movies. Uh, the only movie that was in theaters last week that we uh, were talking about, you know, uh, telling you about was Firestarter. I did not get a chance to go see this because I had a really busy weekend. It was graduation weekend here in Northwest mm-hmm. Arkansas, uh, and I, I I run a cocktail bar, so it was a busy weekend for us. But it was also our fourth. AKA third anniversary over at Pinpoint this this mm. this Sunday. So we celebrated our third anniversary on our fourth anniversary because we lost a year in COVID. So we've technically been open for four years, but we've only been in business for three. If that if you can wrap your brain around how stupid the pandemic has been over the past year, uh, two years that's why but uh uh shout outs to everybody that came and made that a really really good time so i didn't get to see firestarter did you see anything no because we i was supposed to be uh doing events and things like this and right at the last minute weather ruined them again stupid uh, weather so all my opportunities there were a couple of um indian movies that or, mm-hmm. that are out uh that i was going to try and see uh but they were at dumb times and uh, didn't get Dumb to make times. that work with events. You know what? I tried to watch that dumbass Blood Moon too, and because of our local weather, I didn't get to see it either. 
You can't see nothing. The weather can't depend on the weather. If you don't like the weather in Arkansas, wait till tomorrow. And, uh, you know, whatever. But I did get to see, I did watch over the course of this week, the new Kids in the Hall. Uh, They released all the episodes on Amazon Prime. They're available out there for you to watch. And I'm going to be reviewing the uh, new season of Kids in the Hall later in the program. So stick around for that. Uh, We're going to be talking about that. And uh, I don't want to... I don't. I don't want to just jump into that review yet, but uh, that's going to be what we're talking about the new the new stuff, and of course what's coming out in theaters this weekend, and of course uh, all the other stuff that we talk about. Um, so yeah, let's let's uh, let's 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 just jump in. Sam over on Facebook went ahead and uh, jumped into one of the things that was on actually my news list today, and it was the new trailer for the Boys season yeah, three. So while I didn't see uh, the only new movie that came out in the theaters i did watch a lot of trailers that came out uh same days back up to today your favorite trailers from yesterday the day before and today yeah 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 um so the 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 boys season three you know if you've not checked out the boys it is it is you know the 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 newest installment and streaming media to jump on board the sort of parody superhero train you know it's not the first time we've seen um superheroes being parodied you know the watchmen not necessarily a parody but again one of those sort of meta superhero stories is like what about superheroes that maybe don't have super superpowers or what do they do in their time off the tick another really famous one um Netflix tried a couple of different uh, attempts at this. I don't even remember what the last one was. You've got what's the uh, what's the one? Um, Invincible is is one that's going down right now. It's the animated series that's just like a little darker, grittier look at what if people really had superpowers. Yeah, but Invincible and Boys are comics from like twenty years. This is true. So I mean, they're not new. The the ideas of them aren't new. They've been around a minute. Mm-hmm. And The Boys, if you haven't watched The Boys, um, it's pretty dadgum good. It's it's fun. It's energetic. It's violent. Um, it's sexy or whatever. And uh, it's got Carl Urban, who's always pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And season three kind of leaning into uh, more of the story of Homelander, which, you know, everybody's favorite thing to, to you know, ask what if if there was a real superman what if he was crazy and what if we couldn't stop him and so this continues on the trailer looks pretty good yeah um so they had released the teaser a while back and now this is like the full length red band trailer lots of lots of guts lots of laser eyes lots of body splattings billy butcher getting some uh superpowers what Mm -hmm. and he hates supers Mm -hmm. but uh that trailer dropped that looked pretty good i am looking forward to that um i can't remember when 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 is it june 3rd yep i was about to look at my is is when that's coming out so you can uh, mark your calendars for that uh, another trailer that I saw this week that I thought was pretty cool. It um, premiered virtually at the 2022 Sundance Film Festival, but it does look like it's getting a theatrical release. I don't know how wide. It might only be in limited or expanded release. I don't think it's going to get a nationwide release, but it does look really, really good. It's called. Um, it's an indie comedy called Brian and Charles. Uh, it's a directorial debut of Jim Archer, and it is about this guy. He's this lonely dude. It's um, 
Focus Features is distributing this. Lonely dude who starts to just be bored and start making things and tinkering, and he builds himself a robot friend. And uh, the robot, I guess, becomes sentient somehow. And uh, it's made out of like a washing machine, and it can walk, and it's really ridiculous looking, but full of heart and like that quirky sort of, you know. It sounds a lot like that Tom Hanks movie where he's in the future and he builds that robot that has the yes gains the personality but imagine if like you know michelle gondry was going to do this and it was a little more quirky and a little more full of heart like you know the thing i think that was on like apple plus plus minus right and you know it was tom hanks it's 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 like hey let's get money projects it was really glossy really post-apocalyptic future this is just like a dude that lives in like britain and he's like, I'm sad. I guess I'll make myself a robot friend. And, uh, you know, it comes to life. And it's like, my name's Charles. And, you know, the world is amazing. And I want to be a part of it. And I'm just a robot man. And, you know, they, they find the true meaning of friendship. Or, I don't know, some, some fucking feel-good shit. You know what it is. Um, part of my language. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I've just, it's been a lot. I'm tired. And my filter is, like, getting thin. And you might notice in my voice, like, I've been battling mold and pollen and fungus in the air. And i just been cleaning this new building. And my throat is raw. And I'm just, like, just, I'm tired. Hmm. Yeah. You say some news. What happened? Well, another trailer uh, that I saw. I don't know if you got to see this. But, yeah, it's just, like, a small, itty-bitty, tiny teaser trailer. Uh, Prey. Oh, the Predator yeah. prequel set 300 years ago. What? Predators hunting down Native Americans. I clicked on this trailer having no idea <laughs> that this was going to be what it was. And I was like, whoa. And it's coming to a, like, uh, F Hulu near you is what it is. Yeah. No, what? Yeah. Like, August, I want to see that in the theater. August 5th, too. Coming out pretty pretty soon. All these streaming wars. Uh, Dan but, on Facebook loves my British accent. I, uh, Chef's keys. I'm kind of worried about it, though, because it, it's clear that it's like a girl power project um, a little bit and everything. But well, I mean, the thing, you know, here's the thing about, uh, you know, creature features and horror. The final girl has always been kind of a, a, a leading role of uh, many horror films. It's like that's kind of what happens. I mean, sure, yeah, but remember but what happened do, in the last Predator movie with Olivia Munn and all those yes, things, and it was not good. That's the that's the thing that that I like to you know reiterate when you know we say something like, oh, it just seems so girl powery. Like there is a way to do. There's a really good way. To female leads there is a way to be inclusive there's a way to be diverse there's a way to just make kick-ass films without making it feel so preachy and checklisty you know and when you start doing that where you know the 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 purpose of the 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 character casting and and the 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 narrative drive of that character becomes so focused on making sure you're checking boxes you you start to do a disservice to the the demographic that you're trying to represent instead of just creating a great character and telling a great story um so you know it's it it I, I think that people have this disconnect when you hear people critique these things like, uh, like, oh, you're just blah, blah, blah. Oh, what, do you just want white men? And it's like, no, just do the character justice. Don't just put it in there because you want to not get people mad on Twitter. But, like, do it right. Yeah, and I don't know how they're going to make it work with predators having 
been as difficult to kill as they are in Predator and Predator 2 and mm-hmm. Predators and, and all of these things, The Predator, uh, with modern tech and weapons because Yautja have their armor and spacefaring technology, so how are bow and arrows and some atlatls? I don't know. Ask yeah. Dutch. You know, he's covered in mud, mm-hmm. being like, I'm right here. Kill me. Do it. And uh, that was and then after they'd torch. already shot he's the like, predator and all oh, that stuff. You yeah. know, and then and, and he's like, do, 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 do. but he also do, had do, 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 logs boom, and boom. spikes and like he Ewoks that predator yeah. real hard, and it was awesome. Like the first predator movie, you know, it's d- Dutch figured it out. Yeah, but they're not going to have that tech. with bow and arrows and atlatls and and stone axes and whatever it is they're going to have them fighting them with. So uh, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Uh, I hope it's good because I like Predator a lot. Everybody likes Predators. But being a Hulu thing too, mm. it's like you got to have a streaming service. Who knows? Mm. Um, I've always wanted like a shoulder cannon. Oh, yeah. Like the... uh, and then another trailer for a series uh, starring Jeff Bridges and uh, 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 John Lithgow. Did you see this? Is that the one? Uh, uh, called, like, the old man? The old man. Yeah. yeah and Jeff it's just Bridges. Jeff Bridges' character, some sort of like secret agent badass with, with a set of skills whatever yeah basically but all it, these old dudes yeah. being like mega killer guys like come on like where's our new action guys where are uh, you guys why do you need them jeff bridges is cool dude so you know everyone's like oh the rock and it's like isn't he 50 you know yeah. yeah i mean like even our young new action dudes are getting old at being old action dudes well we this new crop of action dudes a uh, couple things talking about old dudes. Uh, not exactly movies, but Ric Flair announced his final match, when and where it's going to take place. Wait, he's still r- wrestling? One I thought he mo- got canceled. One more. Nope, last I thought he was just like, I was on a jet and I had sex with like a thousand ladies and I gave one of them my watch and yeah, you know, he, whatever. He helicoptered. He helicoptered his his penis and asked like one of the flight attendants to touch it. That's old news. It's from like <laughs> that's it. That's it. I mean, this is just like this is what Ric Flair does. Oh, well, you helicopter I mean, your penis and say the touch plane. It. The plane ride from hell is a very well documented and well known thing amongst all wrestling fans. Is it a helicopter and, ride or a plane ride? What plane, are we? Plane ride. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Anyhow, helicopters, the, planes. The point is, know. it's old news. Everyone's had time to get over that kind of a thing. Um, but Jim Crockett Promotions is going to air on Fight TV. It's going to be in Nashville at the Nashville Fairgrounds on July 31st. So look is out he just going to come out and be like, "Smoke my weed, woo!" And like, it's just doesn't he have a weed company with Mike Tyson now? I have no idea. I'm pretty sure because they he has a podcast, I think, too. Where he's, Rick Flair's had a podcast for a long time. Yeah, right? and I think he's started a weed company with uh, like a, a, a you know edible gummies and stuff with Mike Tyson. And because uh, I guess they're homies now. I have I have no idea. But Canc- that- canceled athletes of the '80s and '90s <laughs> banding together <laughs> and starting businesses. Well, that's something pretty exciting. I don't, you know what? Talking about Mike Tyson, it was in the news. I mean, Mike Tyson's been in movies and stuff. Why not? Uh, he punched that dude in the head on that plane, and turns out he's not getting in any trouble because everyone was like, "Yeah, that guy was annoying." <laughs> that was a butthole, and there was nothing uh, that could be done at however many thousand feet. So yeah, sock him. Who cares? Uh, but also, old dudes. In the news, Spinal Tap 2 is going to be a thing. They're turning up to 12, I guess, now. So uh, 11's not enough. Um, Spinal Tap, you know, is... That's a... I haven't seen it in a long time. And and it's a classic. Everybody loves Spinal Tap. Um, but I don't know how well this is going to 
translate. And why not? They have more decades to show how they've changed and and tried to to fit in and stuff like that. So they can have Spinal Tap go through like a grunge phase or something. You know, they can have them go through. Uh, all these a new metal phase decades yeah. of genres you know because in the original movie they they like do flower people mm-hmm. and they do the um yeah, it's they, all the genres of the time yeah they do like the beach boys thing and all that and uh, they give me some money you know oh, and then, yeah. give me some money give me some money but yeah. you know uh rob reiner's actually coming back mm-hmm. to to direct uh which is is pretty interesting and uh you know christopher guest is a hilarious dude and you know they're michael mckean harry shearer which i didn't realize harry i thought harry shearer was like in really bad like cancer shape thought maybe i read that wrong like maybe it's a different simpsons voiced person that was not in good shape but uh but it's really i mean this is exciting i think it's gonna you know those guys if they are allowed to do whatever they want to do, I think it'll be really funny, mm. you know. Um, but if they're if they're being under pressure by the studios, it could be weird. But getting the original gang back together, I mean, with Rob Reiner at the helm, could be pretty cool. And I mean, gosh, it's only been since 1984. Mm-hmm. Like it's this is an old ass movie. But um, oh, Vince says over on Twitch, Sam Simon. Okay, he's the one that died from cancer. I knew it was somebody Simpsons related. Um, but he also uh, Vince over on Twitch also says the guys in Spinal Tap are under contract. If they don't perform as Spinal Tap every few years, they lose the rights. So what do they? They do just like a you know best in show like at someone's patio. Yeah, and so. they're just like yeah, invite only. Spinal Tap's playing, and they maybe. That'd be really cool. Yeah. Uh, you know what, though? Talking about music movies and things like that, uh, apparently Lisa Marie Presley is very impressed and happy with the new Elvis movie. From uh, director Boz Lerman. Yeah, she she uh, said that uh, the portrayal of Elvis in the new movie is unprecedented and finally done accurately and respectfully Uh, so she's very happy with austin butler's portrayal of her father Uh, she thinks it's uh spot on uh that he nailed it and she said yeah boz lerman uh she's very happy with it and, and praised him for the entirety of the film so uh looks like maybe elvis might end up being okay because because i was skeptical his his child is like yep for the first time ever portrayed on film that's my dad so it's uh, big words yeah we'll we'll see how that movie goes when it comes out <laughs> S- sam over on facebook says bruce campbell was the best elvis and uh <laughs> no no we that all, movie all, that he movie. talks about a boil the entire movie the movie's about an, a mummy that sucks your saw your butthole like it's a good movie it's a fun movie Bubba the Hotep. Movie, the movie's about a boil on his on his nether regions that he won't not talk about. Bubba Hotep's it's a, like two hours. Bubba Hotep is a weird movie. It's a weird movie, and uh, it's not a bad movie. It's just a weird movie. And like the 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 wheelchair black John F. Kennedy, uh, his best friend in the nursing it's home. It's been a long time yep. since I watched it, and it it's just annoyed me because the whole time he just talked about because how uncomfortable d- d- he was d- d- men, d- men's genitalia make you uncomfortable jake no it's just can him talking talk about, about it for two hours it's, did, some, did someone hurt annoying. you jake 
No. We can talk about it? No. Hey, you know what, though? Talking about that uh, in bad news to do with movies and... <laughs> Speaking of men's testicles. <laughs> yeah. According to, uh, you know, the, the news articles, they're like, Dr. Strange star. Uh, a lady in the Pizza back. Papa? <laughs> yeah. 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 He, <laughs> um, a lady that was in the first Doctor Strange movie years ago uh, just got sentenced to eight years in prison alongside her husband, who got 14 years uh, for the uh, sexual assault of teenage girls. Bad news. And uh, apparently she still had fans of her. We're in the wrong multiverse. Acting career in the audience when she was sentenced and taken away to prison. Uh, But at least someone is being put away for that. Uh, You can't have people like that out there. That's no good. Deleted from the the scenes. She will be a deleted scene. Uh, I don't have a good transition for anything else. Uh, David Tennant is coming back as Doctor Who for all you Doctor Who fans out there. Uh, he's coming back again for the 60th anniversary. Uh, they're filming scenes that will air next year. Uh, apparently, I guess last time he came back was for the 50th anniversary. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't realize it had been that long since he was the Doctor. Doctor Who's old. Yeah, but I thought David Tennant was the Doctor more recently than that. But I guess 2010 was... It moves quick. Or, uh, That's a two, long... 2005 yeah. or something. Was, like It's been a long time a since minute. he was uh, the, the Doctor. doctor. Uh, but he's going to be back next year. So you don't get into Doctor Strange or who doctors? No. See, I, I you know, I, my first experience with Doctor Who was like in elementary school, and like every yeah, I think like once a week or once every two weeks, it was like library day, and so your homeroom gets like shoved into the library so that your your teacher can you know not be around you for a minute, you know, and every single one of those library days, we'd go to the library and the librarian could give absolutely less craps about us Mm -hmm. and kids and reading and knowledge and scholastics and whatever. Awful librarian. I mean, yeah, it was a totally awful librarian. And, uh, but every time for like library day, they just wheel the the CRT card out, and it's like well, we're watching Doctor Who, and it was an episode of like like 1970s Doctor Who, right? Um, and it, it was the weirdest show. And you know, I'm like a fifth grader, and we're watching old reruns of Doctor Who, and 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 from then on out, I have these weird fuzzy like Channel Three when you're trying to hook up your Nintendo mem- memories of. Doctor Who and I've never really been able to like get back into it because every time I think about like oh Doctor Who I'm like oh yeah I'm only reminded about Doctor Who by and and I say this with love everybody that might be out in the audience watching huge geeks that are just like <laughs> yeah. you know it's super like, oh, hardest um, American sci-fi is too mainstream I gotta seek out the BBC <laughs> you know and like yeah. all my everybody I've ever met that's like super into Doctor Who it's like a super huge geek and I love all of you but it's like theater kids and like you know uh, geeky Magic the Gathering like people that aren't even invited to Magic the Gathering I don't know you guys are nerds and uh, 
But I just, I don't know. Teach me your ways. I, I have a Doctor Who pinball machine. It seems like it could be a lot of fun. But then I go watch an episode and it's like a trash can with a with a bubble pipe on the front of its nose being like, must kill the doctor. And it's like, why don't you just tip it over? Like, what's that thing going to do? Get in your phone booth, like Bill and Ted away into another timeline. Like, what the hell is the show even about? Um, so I don't, I don't know. Um, yeah, it's weird. Dina says Tom Baker was the best. Uh, yeah, exterminate, exterminate the doctor. Yeah, they have a British accent. Hey, um, you know what? Talking about extreme nerds and big geeks and weebs, Dragon Ball Super Super Hero movie super, super? finally got its uh, outside of Japan release date, uh, which is in August. So we're finally getting it following the Toei hack that delayed it from being released already because uh, then they were moving it. Weeb, 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 weeb. Thanks, Vince. Um, we were supposed to have it already. Uh, it got pushed back to like June or July and then it got pushed back again. So I think uh, Japan's getting it next uh, next month or July uh, and then a, a lot of the English-speaking world will be getting it in theaters released by Crunchyroll oh. uh, in August. So... Uh, that's something exciting coming up uh, to see that. Uh, and you were pretty pumped about some One Piece stuff that's going on right now. The, yeah, well, I'm not currently watching One Piece, but here the last couple of like days or weeks, my my uh, my Facebook is blown up by One Piece news. Uh, with the uh, I guess the anime currently has the fight between uh, Luffy, Kaido, and Big Mom, and that's like a huge deal for everybody. And the manga recently, they decided to uh, point out that Luffy has some sort of insane devil fruit that's like super rare that made it where Luffy goes Super Saiyan. He has like cloud hair. So is it Dragon Ball Peace? Kind of. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, I, I'd have to find a weeb and ask him uh, more about it, but it looks pretty cool. Okay. All right. Well, one piece, one piece news. Dude, talk about huge nerds, though. Huge nerd fandom about space things. They're in space? I thought no, they were like old no. pirates. What? Yeah, One Piece is. Yeah. Uh, no, but dude, Dune. Oh, gosh. Casting Christopher Walken? As the emperor. <laughs> He's going to be the emperor. <laughs> That's going to be so cool. Mm-hmm. Like, that, that could not be more perfect. Like, Christopher Walken in the Duneverse could not be better. Like, Christopher the spice. Walken. <laughs> you're, you're taking my spice all wrong. <laughs> like, it's going to be stupid. The Hakkonnen are out of control. Yeah. <laughs> the spice... Is powerful, yeah, and we need it. <laughs> yeah, Hakkonen. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see it so bad. It's gonna be uh, so good. I hate that this movie was not filmed in its two parts at the same time, like I was led to believe that it was. Because why am I having to wait? The first part was good, and now I need ridiculous Christopher Walken as uh, oh, as man. the Emperor Atreides. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Your house, Atreides. Uh, let's see. Vince says, speaking of sci-fi, did you see that Picard will stop after its third season? Thank God. Uh, I've never one time in my involvement of Star Trek Facebook groups or knowing people that like Star Trek and talking to people about it have ever had one person be like, dude, Picard is so good. 
or being like, oh man, that last episode of Picard, it made it worth it. It's sick. Every time everyone's like, well, this thing happened in Picard. It's not good. It's like, <laughs> yeah. we like Patrick Stewart and we're going to keep watching episodes because we don't know how long we'll be able to continue to see him on screen. So therefore we'll watch the next season of Picard. But yeah, no one is going like, hell yeah. Yeah, Picard, I can't wait. I can't wait for the exciting conclusion. Well, and I guess with uh, Strange New Worlds, uh, a lot of people have been talking about that being good. I haven't, I haven't, I haven't. Picard has got got me soured a little bit, so Mm -hmm. I haven't started watching Strange New Worlds, but I have heard really good things. Oh, I mean, you got Discovery, Lower Deck, Strange New Worlds, Picard. uh, You have a lot of track. Orville season three coming out soon. Can't wait for that. Uh, So there's a lot of stuff going on, and it's easy for it to. Uh, look like uh, you know garbage so I, I don't know man I have no desire to ever watch um, any of those shows I listed except for Orville um, Orville's the best Trek that's come out in a long time and it's not even Trek yeah so. I saw a thing about Picard the other day that said that they they made it where Q is mortal and the Borg are actually good guys and something else that was just completely not okay um, so it's whack Picard is whack. Mm. Um, other weird stuff that's being remade. Uh, I don't know if you saw this popping around the internet. First look at Amblin HBO team up, uh, HBO Max animated series Gremlins: Secret of the Mogwai. Animated. Um, series. Yeah, animated series. Uh, they released some, um, you know, character side by side. James Hong, who got his got his star Hollywood on the Hollywood star. Walk of yeah. Fame, finally. At like ninety um, three, yeah, and still, still acting. He's he's you know in movies. He's doing voices for this, um, you know, uh, uh, Secrets of the Mogwai show. You got B D Wong. Uh, B D Wong is always great. Uh, he's he's had a really awesome career and some up and comers. Uh, you've got Isaac Wang and uh, Ming Na Wen. Oh yeah, in. big up and comer Ming Na Wen. No, uh, the kid. Yeah, Ming Na Wen's been in everything. She's awesome, um, but I'm talking about this this kid. I've never seen him before. Uh, Isaac Wang. Uh, I think he's done some other stuff in Cartoon Network, but um, I'm not very versed on my Cartoon Network right now. But um, I don't really like the animation style. Um, it's pretty much what's currently in a lot of different things. But we will see. Um, I don't know. Have you seen about what Vince just said? That they're shopping around an animated Married with Children show? Uh, I mean, are they trying to, like, family guy it? You know, or Simpsons it? I I haven't seen anything about that. Like, that's another show that, you know, I... I understand the, its impact on, um, you know, pop culture and, you know, uh, uh, an incredible cast and, you know, some of them are funny, but I, I guess, I don't know, I've never really gotten into sitcoms. Like, I watched them growing up, you know, I watched a lot of sitcoms growing up and it's it was stuff to watch because there was nothing else on, but like going back, I just, I don't know, I I. I like married with children wasn't a big thing for i mean i watched it you didn't like things like um and home improvement i watched roseanne i watched it i mean i kind of watched night court i kind of watched night court i just never really taxi 
Uh, that was a little before my time, but I watched reruns of it. I mean, Gilligan's Island. New, I mean, I, wa- I watched the stuff, and I just never could. You didn't like Gilligan? I mean, I kind of did because the professor was cool, you know, and I was getting ready for school, and it was on uh, what TV Land. What or about something. the monsters and Adams Family? I mean, I like the Adams Family because it was about creepy spookies, and I'm I, and I, I don't know how to say this. I don't want to break. It, I, you know, you might think of me differently. I I never really got into the monsters either. You didn't like the monsters. I you know I mean I liked I liked the character design, you know, and I liked that it was like about spooky things because I like spooky things, but just sitcoms I just I can't with laugh tracks and. And all the the that I just I don't, I don't I don't you know the same set over and over and over and over and it's like you know the, the someone comes in the door and it's like laugh track here's Al Bundy and he sits on the couch and puts his hand in his pants and it was like <laughs> and I'm like okay yeah you don't like like Fresh Prince now Fresh Prince I did kind of like mm. but it wasn't always in the same house there was. I mean, sometimes they were at school. Sometimes they were at school. Eventually, Will moved into the pool house, and the yeah. scenery changed it was just jazz. a little bit. Like, but but even then, I'm just like, I don't know. I'm, I've never been a sitcom guy, and everyone's like, oh, Modern Family's so funny. And I'm like, ugh. Modern Family's a pretty good show. I, can't, I, don't, I don't know. Maybe something inside of me is broken. Um, but I, I just can't do sitcoms. I... I don't know. I, I wish I could. Maybe, like, sitcoms are like, I'm one of those people that tastes soap. Or I'm, like, when you eat cilantro, but I love cilantro and I can't, you know, I taste cilantro and it's beautiful. But maybe that's how it is for sitcoms for me. Like, you know, it tastes good for everybody else. But for me, there's something in my brain that's like, Ugh, soap. And I can't, I can't do it. Um, Vince says, I watched the first season of Modern Family and didn't want any more family. <laughs> Same, um, so it sucks on toast. Yeah, and Vince says, come on, Al, let's have sex. Uh, no peg, toilet flush. That's every episode of Married with Children. It's true. Sam says, news radio was good. Uh, I bet you it? like Spin City. Is it, oh, with uh, uh, Michael J. Fox? Mm-hmm. I watched some episodes, but I, you know, I, 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 I just... Seinfeld? Now Seinfeld, I did watch a lot of Seinfeld mm-hmm. and and curb your enthusiasm. Uh, that that humor sort of hit with me, but um, you know I didn't do the Friends thing. I didn't do uh, yeah. I don't I don't I don't I don't know. There's just I guess I guess nothing ever happens in there in the in these shows that gives me a desire to watch another one. You know I'm like I don't care enough about these characters to see you know if they'll get the stri- black and white cookie. Like, you know, I I, I, I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. But uh, Small Wonder, no, I did not watch Small Wonder. Um, and even Wonder Years, I didn't watch a lot of that. I mean, I, it was it's there. It's not a sitcom. Wonder it Years was. is a sitcom. It it's a slice of life drama. Well, still couldn't, I just, I don't know. Frasier, couldn't I, get in Frasier. I know! I don't know what's wrong with me. I watched, I watched all those. Mm. I was big on Wonder Years yeah. when I was a kid. And then when friggin' Fred Savage comes home and uh, or Winnie comes home and he, he didn't wait on her, I was like, oh, you suck so bad. Hated him. Hated everything about the ending of Wonder Years. It's the worst. Also, oh, hey, that was in the news. Fred Savage kicked off of the new Wonder Years or whatever. They're like, oh, nope. Yep. Sucks to suck. Fred. So. Uh, James says sitcoms are for the commoners. Uh, Dina says, uh, well, Dina got me. Dina got me on Pete and Pete. 
Is Pete Pete a sitcom? That's kind of like a slice of life, teenage life. Like, uh, so it's also Salute Your Shorts was a sitcom. Man, I hey liked Dude it. was a sitcom. I didn't like Hey Dude. I did like what? Salute. Hey Dude was so good. I like Salute Your Shorts. Yeah. Um, but I think I think maybe I like I like Salute Your Shorts because I was traumatized in a summer camp once, and I was just like, oh, I wish it was like this, and I, you know, I wanted. But Pete and Pete was an incredible series. It was it was only like one season or two seasons of Pete and Pete. It was an incredible shorter show. shorter than I remember it being. Yeah. No, 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 do do do. You know, and it was yeah. it was an amazing kind of like Freaks and Geeks. Freaks and Geeks was one of these shows that's way ahead of its time. And everybody talks about it. it was only one season, not very many. Um, but but speaking of that, I think this is a really good transition. Uh, speaking of Pete and Pete and that '90s style like guitar, Kids in the Hall, not a sitcom, sketch comedy from the early '90s, and uh, the new season. I was very skeptical. Um, it's out. It's out on Amazon Prime. We were talking about it. It's the same the same original kids getting together, being uh, okay. We got to do we got to do a reboot. Mm. Did you ever watch the Kids in the Hall? No, I never liked it. See, okay. Tomato, tomato over here, and like over here, like oh, like Frasier, Kids in the Hall. Nah, not my speed. I, I'm out of the sketch comedy shows, it was kind of like the <sighs> the best one. No, yeah, you're right. No. SNL and SCTV were were leagues ahead of it, and I just couldn't. Mad TV was better. Well, I, Mad TV was later. Uh, you know, they just as Vince just comes in, he's like, "I want to crush Jake's head. I'm crushing your head. I'm crushing your head." Come try you know, it, dude. A lot of a lot of good characters came out of Kids in the Hall, and uh, my pen, my pen. And, you know, all these Mark McKinney, you know, Kevin McDonald, uh, Dave Foley. You know, all these. I mean, Dave Foti went went on to news radio. You know, I mean, these are really hilarious dudes. That uh, Bruce McCullough, you know, they're they're all super funny. And 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 then of course, one of God's gifts to this earth in comedy was, is is Scott Thompson. And one of the things that I think that made Kids of the Hall so iconic back in the day when you know Lorne Michaels took a chance on these guys and they were doing. They were pushing envelopes. They were making people uncomfortable um, in a time where, you know, not everybody was talking about uh, LGBTQ stuff. Not everybody was talking about transgender stuff. Cross-dressing uh, was, was you know, in, 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 not represented in a way on screen that it was like, oh, my gosh, it's a guy dressed as a girl. That's hilarious. But they were playing characters dressed as women all the time, and it wasn't weird you know it was like yes they're doing comedy skits but they're not making fun of the fact that they're dressed as women they are just playing female characters and it's you know they they, they did it in a, in a way that uh was was really really fun and really fascinating and pushing the envelope making people question things and uh and then being absurdist about it at the same time and as james points out they did have a movie in the 90s called brain candy or it was actually i want to say maybe late late 90s uh early 2000s but they do reference that in this new series and um Oh, as Vince says on Twitch, it wasn't in living color drag like uh, Shanae, you know, where. Uh, oh, so, okay, so I retract a previous statement. In living color was probably the least funny one, only because I didn't like. I liked David Allen Greer. I mean, was, an early Jim Carrey? And, no, no, not for me. Well, anyway, um, this new Kids in the Hall impressed me. It's hilarious. 
uh, they um, they they go for the rafters. You know, they they clearly were given somewhat carte blanche, like make kids in the hall, like you would have made kids in the hall. Like it doesn't feel. I mean, it feels like they. You know, of course, obviously took a really long period of time, and they're all old men. You know, either in their sixties or pushing sixty, and so of course the humor is going to be a little bit different in the characters that they can play. Even though they try to go back and play young characters, and like, aren't you a little old? You know, to be a kid. But um, it's like, uh, who's the guy from Kids in the Hall that's in uh, uh, Sky High? And oh, he, Kevin McDonald. Yeah, and he puts on his sidekick outfit and he, he mm-hmm. jumps back in it. Is it like that? Basically. Yeah. Um, and they and they they resurrect some old characters from the show, and but they're always aware of what they're doing. And one of the one of the other fun things is they they re-recorded the um, the same intro, which was you know very classic, iconic. It's the same song, you know, guitar song, and it's all on eight millimeter. But they go back and they recreate a lot of that stuff with themselves and in the, in the times so of the pacing and. The format is very much kids in the hall, uh, unlike some other, you know, um, you know, reboot shows that try to like reinvent the wheel and like modernize the format to make it new and fresh. It's like, no, there was nothing broken with the format. Let's just do it again. And uh, it's it's a lot of fun. I mean, obviously, there's going to be some sketches that fall a little a little um, boring because you know they can't all be winners. But I, I I thought it was was it was kids in the hall, man, and it was really good to see them uh, all together playing these characters, having fun on screen, um, and you forget how talented a lot of these guys are as comedians. Uh, and the, the the range of fun characters that they play, and they look like they're having a good time with each other, and that's fun to watch. And they're just their chemistry is just impeccable. You know, you watch other things like Mad TV and even Saturday Night Live. You know, there's always a couple of cast members that never really feel like they fit in, or they're just like we're it's a paycheck. We're in a sketch with this person. You know, you they don't seem like they're a family. And Kids in the Hall. You know, there is such amazing chemistry between all of, like, five of them or how many of there are. And uh, it's just super, super, super fun to watch. It's Um, more like uh, Monty Python where there's a smaller cast and they all... Play uh, everything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Unlike SNL who has some people that just do writing, some people that just do the acting. They got the featured players and, yeah. I see what you're saying. And Vince says when he first heard that theme, he felt like he was in good hands. Same. Like that... That boom, boom, Like it's just you're like, okay, here we go. Um, Vince says, can I say something about? Uh, can I say something I hated about the intro? The guy blowing smoke into the woman's mouth. I hit skip every. Maybe. I mean, it's vape. Like it's yeah, it's kind of a weird scene where these two people are at a carnival, and I mean. I see that shit all the time on Dixon Street, like people are like blowing vape in each other's faces and like weed smoke, and it's it's a weird thing and it's kind of grody. So I understand. Uh, I, I I I it it doesn't trigger me as much, but it is grody. Um, save it for the for for bedroom puffs or whatever it is that you need to do. Um, yeah, let's see. Sam says, watching it on a weekday while everyone else is at work is exactly what I was doing 25 years ago. And yeah, like it, for me, Kids in the Hall was one of those things that it was 
you know, I was still a kid and it was, you know, the, the humor was, uh, you know, a little bit over my head and I wasn't probably supposed to be watching it, but I'd get, you know, I'd sneak it and I was like, ha ha ha. And it was really funny. And, uh, it, it felt like something I wasn't supposed to do. Um, one of my favorite skits of all time is, uh, and I still reference the skit and no one gets it is the, the try it now. And it's, uh, uh, it's, it's Scott Thompson and uh, I think Dave Foley, and they're a couple, and they're going going to town and getting into the car, and the car doesn't start right. And uh, uh, Scott Thompson's playing the, you know, he's the most flamboyantly gay character, or real life uh, member of the team, and he's you know Mr. Dad, and he goes out there and he kicks the tire and he's try it now, and then he goes around and does you know changes the he cleans the window try it now and then repaints the car try it now and he's just like opens the hood and stares at it for a while and goes try it now and then it's just the dumbest thing ever he does everything that you shouldn't do that would do nothing and eventually there was like a baby stuck in the engine it was just stupid and ridiculous and just hilarious all at the same time but um vince says i talked about that here a few weeks it's my favorite skit it's so funny um but anyway Kids in the Hall, you don't have to know about Kids in the Hall to appreciate the humor here, but it definitely helps. Uh, it will make it feel more comforting, like like macaroni and cheese, just like comfort food that makes you remember things. Um, but it's worth a watch. It's on Amazon Prime. You can check it all out. It's there. Mm-hmm. How about that? Did you watch anything? Anything at all? Nope. I was... Working, having so events canceled, getting hailed boys. on. Getting hail married. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, okay. Well, then, uh, then, then there wasn't, I mean, there wasn't anything. What, what are we supposed to watch? I watched all Firestarter. Yeah. Man, Firestarter not doing good at the box office. I had to watch this all week, the, man. the trailers and see about the things and yeah, f- figure box- out if I want to keep Netflix and what streaming services I want to get rid of, but then they release the trailers and they're like, but if you want to watch Predator prequel, you got to hold on to Hulu for a while. And it's like, ugh. Hulu. Do you pay mm-hmm. for full full price Hulu? Mm-mm. No, I used to when live TV first came out and it was a good idea. And uh, I was like, screw cable. It's also like 50 and bucks. I, yeah, I was like, uh, screw that. I'll just get Hulu with live TV and it was cheap and not so bad. And then like, but now it's going to be more expensive, more expensive, more expensive. And now it's like $85. I'm like, what's the difference in that and cable? So I got rid of that. Not much. And I only have it because it's a Disney bundle, whatever. So. Oh, Disney. I need to get rid of some streaming services. Vince says his Hulu's like $100 a month. Yeah, that exactly. Because crazy. They just kept raising it and raising it, and I was like, there's no way. It started out like 40 bucks. I was like, I'll pay 40 bucks for live TV, and then they got rid of the channels that made it worth it, and I was like, well, why do I even have this? And then they, uh, I paid for no commercials, and there were still commercials, and then uh, the DVR wasn't a real DVR. It would, instead of recording what you wanted it to record, like when I was watching Raw, I was like, I want to watch three-hour Raw. And it was like, well, you get the two-hour version, and all the good matches have been chopped out. So it was uh, pointless, and I got rid of it. Microtransactions. Yeah. Just trying to get your money. Any chance they get. We've talked about it. It's only going to get worse before it gets better. Um, Inflation, dude. Supply chain. Everything's on the cloud. Going to have to pay for it. Um, Vince says they now have unlimited DVR for free, at least, but... 
I mean, if it, is it really for free if you're paying $100 a yeah, month? Yeah, exactly. So. You know, before we talk about how much dollars Firestarter did mm-hmm. or did not make, what's coming out this weekend? Oh, we didn't even talk about that because mm-hmm. not much. Um, there is two two things coming out, which... Um, oh, Dina says, didn't even know Firestarter was being made. I thought that was just a trailer. Big fail. Well, and we'll talk about that here in just a second because, yes, uh, marketing disaster. But uh, opening this week, May 20th, 2022, uh, we, we skipped right over this part of the, the show this week. Uh, Downton Abbey, A New Era. Jake, I think you need to go review this. Well, uh, my, uh, my fiance is a big fan of Downton Abbey, so uh, she said we're going to watch that, so I probably will. Well, all right, sir. Downton Abbey, um, you know, follow up to the 2019 feature film, which the, the Crawley family and the Downton staff receive a royal visit from the king and queen of Great Britain, and uh, directed by Simon Curtis. It's got all the people in it, and um, yeah, D- right. Dina's pumped about it. Vince is pumped about it. You know, yeah, Vince. Maybe now that I have someone in my life that that loves Downton Abbey, uh, I'm sure she'll be more than happy to rewatch the episodes. I'll have her watch them with me and I can do the reviews everyone wanted after I watched that one episode where there was that terrible Stupid soft fight. struggle fight. Yeah. Uh, sir, sir. Yeah. Uh, but the uh, the trailer for this one is very Maggie Smith heavy. Uh, so that seems pretty rad because uh, Granny Wendy, dude. She's Granny been Wendy. old forever. Yeah, she's, she's the Wilford Brimley of um, our generation or something. I don't know. Uh, she's just like came out of the womb like old and wrinkly. Yeah, not Alishley said the same thing that Ash told me when she saw the trailer for uh, Downton Abbey. It's like I didn't even realize there was a first movie because I asked her if she saw the last movie when she was like, "Oh, we have to watch it," and she's like, first movie." I'm like, "Yeah, there's the first movie. There is." And this one's like split settings, like half of them go to the Riviera or something like that. Cool rich people stuff. Um, but yeah, Down Abbey, new era coming out this week in theaters. The other one coming out this week, um, it's weird. Like, I'll probably go see this, even though I'm so sick of seeing this trailer. Um, and it's called Men. It's from director Alex Garland. It's got uh, Jesse Buckley, Rory Kinnear, um, uh, Gail Rankin. Uh, it's it's uh, You've probably seen the trailer. It's a horror movie. Uh, about this young woman. She goes on a vacation in the English countryside uh, after her ex-husband, I guess, commits suicide. And there's this, like, one dude who's, like, constantly giving her shit, but in the form of other people. And it's like he's some sort of creature. Um, It looks very weird and very unsettling. Um, But, you know, uh, I believe it's uh, Rory Kinnear. I'm just tired of looking at his face already from just this trailer. I'm like, oh, my God, this dude's creeping me out. It's almost like a... um an Aphex Twin video, like an old Christopher Columbus Aphex Twin video from the 90s, where it's just like everybody's got, uh, you know, Richard D. James' face on him. Um, and, and that is just unsettling in its own right. But, um, but yeah, I mean, that's coming out this weekend. Um, you know, creepy horror film uh, with that indie flavor, that sort of indie horror, which is really in right now. Um, everybody's trying to capitalize on that A24 style of indie horror. Uh, so everybody's like, oh, yeah, that's an A24 movie, right? And it's like, no, it's just indie horror. Um, so, you know, there's there's a lot of movies coming out right there right, that, that have that style. I mean, I am looking forward to Nope, uh, the new uh, Jordan Peele uh, horror, horror film. Um, 
that'll be that'll be cool well not to get too far ahead but you know what if this past week's movies and this week's movies aren't really your thing because there's no big huge exciting releases that have been pumped up and things like that next week we finally get top gun oh next week yeah Yeah. all right assuming nothing goes wrong don't take it away from me again man i've been waiting so long two years i wish i still had my cup that was like june 2020 top gun and uh they were giving i mean for for a long time at amc you have you're drinking out of the top gun cups um but yeah that's what's coming out this weekend in theaters uh so tune in next week if you want to hear reviews on either one or both of those um we will we will probably talk about one or both of those uh but speaking of firestarter not doing well um, it did not get a good marketing push. Like this is one of these movies. I think it is also simul- simulcasting online on one of the streaming servers. I think it's on Peacock as well. Um, you know, it did not do very well. Uh, it's not making a whole lot of money. We're going to go over the box office here in just is a minute. Is that where all their advertising is? Is they just advertise on Peacock? I guess. Like you know, and it's. I, I kind of want to see this because you know I kind of like the original, and it looks like you know they were trying to do it justice, but um, maybe it was too close, and it just kind of looks like the original, just with a better camera. I don't know. But uh, Firestarter not doing good this week, but it was the only movie to come out la- this last week. So, uh, so with that said. Let's uh, jump into the domestic box office report for the weekend of May 13th to 15, 2022. These are domestic numbers only because those are the only ones that the studios care about. So if it does good in, um, you know, uh, Zimbabwe, it doesn't matter if it doesn't do good in the United States. You're not going to see a sequel. So it all depends on the good old US of A if they're going to green light this thing. So we're going to start with number 10. We're going to move our way up to number one. And Jake, take it away, man. All right, number 10, we got The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. Dropping down, uh, it got just over a million dollars this week, uh, bringing its four-week total to $18.229 million. Uh, I don't think it's doing what they wanted, but it is still making, it's making some money yeah. worldwide. Uh, it has five and a half. Yeah, so it, it has about $24 million total globally. Um I think it could have done with a little bit more advertising prior to release as well. I think that's something that a lot of these movies uh, definitely lacked. I didn't know about Firestarter until you said something on it on last week's I know. show. It just, whoop, just yeah. stuck and, out there. And that one, the only reason I knew about it was because there was a poster in our local movie theater, but I hadn't seen any trailers for it until a day or two before and, release. And that's really weird because, you know, guys, like we're in the theater like, Almost weekly, mm-hmm. and for us to not see a trailer for something is pretty rare. Mm. And uh, it's like it's usually I'm like oh, I'm, I'm over this trailer. Well, like the, the, the men trailer, I'm mm-hmm. just like I'm so tired of seeing this trailer. You know, it's like every single movie I go to, I see this trailer. And it was kind of how like uh, Bad Guys was another one. I'm like I'm so tired of seeing this trailer. Yeah, and as excited as I am for Top Gun, I'm really tired of, of watching Miles Teller be like, "My dad was goose and he died, so I hate you, dude." So that's why I have this mustache. Yeah. So you remember that he was Goose's son. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. So I'm over at uh, coming in number nine, opening at number nine, Family Camp. Uh, brought in 1.4 million uh, in its first week. I don't even know what that movie is. 
talking about movies that don't advertise looks terrible sounds dumb uh vince uh, i'm gonna pause you right there vince asked an interesting question and uh he said um how much would a domestic bomb have to make overseas for an american studios to care and my favorite example of this is 2016's Warcraft. Uh, Warcraft was a movie that had a budget of $160 million. Um, you know, that's a pretty su- substantial budget, right? Um, you know, oh, Al, Al says, I'm tired of the Bob's Burger trailer. I've only seen so it like no, twice. I, yeah, that, that's, that's one. I've seen it a lot. I'm kind of getting tired of it as well. Dina says John Carter is a good example. But I like, I like World of Warcraft because uh, World of Warcraft had a $160 million budget, and domestically it only made $47 million here in the U.S. That is a big-ass bomb. That's a hundred-plus million-dollar bomb. But in the international market, it made almost $400 million. Like the, uh, in China alone, it just like kicked butt. So it made $439 million worldwide on a budget of 160 that is a successful film by any stretch of the imagination no sequel because they're like nope there is no audience here in the u.s for this movie so we're not going to make another one um and it's clearly a successful movie uh but it just did not make the numbers here in the states that they wanted it to so they just axed it and john carter that's another pretty good example what it, john carter actually did make its budget back and or something like that but disney just didn't care they dropped its advertising and all that stuff and no they, it barely made its budget back so it had a 250 million dollar budget and it only made 284 so it did not lose money it did not it just did not make as much as they had hoped. Well, because they they cut off all of its lifelines before they put it out there. It was like the the tick on Fox, mm-hmm. where they canceled it before they released it. But people were like, "Hey, ho, oh, we, we got it. We got to have it." They're like, "Fine, here's 13 episodes. Yeah. Deal with it. We don't even we're over it." Yeah. Um, but anyway, so those are two two really good examples uh, of just something that you know it makes its money, but they're like. Nah, dude, not going to happen. So anyway, number eight. All right, continuing. Number eight, uh, The Lost City, still hanging in there, brought in another $1.7 million, bringing its eight-week total up to 97.1. Uh, that movie killed it. Uh, I actually still kind of want to watch it, uh, just because I like Daniel Radcliffe and... Uh, and adventures. Channing Tatum and adventures. And yeah, yeah. it might, um, who knows? It might actually be a good movie. Uh, seven, another one hanging in there. Northman, uh, which actually is now available, I think for streaming too. Yep. Um, it brought in 1.7, bringing its four week total up to 31, uh, domestically. Uh, so good on it. Still hanging in there for a, a smaller, you can rewind movie. a few episodes back and check out our review of that mm-hmm. one. Uh, and then we'll see, um, uh, hopefully it'll be successful on some of the home streaming type mm-hmm. thing. Uh, number six, uh, Fantastic Beasts, su- Secrets of Dumbledore. I'm surprised Dumb. this one's still up here. I am too, as bad as it is, but there haven't been enough releases to really knock it out. Uh, Firestarter is not going to be one to kick it out of there, and I don't know if Downton Abbey is going to be enough to do it either. It brought in 2.5 this week for on its fifth week, uh, totaling it at just over $90 million. That's probably not good for that movie. Well, uh, yeah, it, it's. 
I have I don't I, you know I don't have access to it. it it's it's total budget but I know it's a lot it's only made 378 million worldwide so sure and I think um, that's far under what they would expect of anything Harry Potter right uh, for sure uh, number five remaining at the number five spot everything everywhere all at once not to be confused with how that should have been the name of the Doctor Strange movie <laughs> uh, brought in 3.3 million this week uh, eight weeks out there I don't think all eight weeks of those were no, wide like release two very limited releases um, weeks. but it uh, has been its total up to 47.1 million uh, and, and I think it's it's still being added in more theaters mm-hmm. as it's seeing more success people are wanting to get a hold of it and it is so far A24's most successful box office film I believe uh, best performing film that A24's put out there well how about that turns out cast Michelle Yeoh and people are like yeah let's watch it Yo. Yeah, very cool. Uh opening at number four, Firestarter. Uh so not so bad uh for something that no one knew about. Three point eight million uh brought in by it. Uh so something if it is being streamed uh on Peacock, uh not that bad for something no advertising and available at home. Uh, so we'll see how that one goes. Uh, number three, remaining at three, Sonic the Hedgehog. After two. six weeks. Yeah, six Woo! weeks. Still bringing in $4.6 million, bringing its total to $175.8. Uh, you so, can buy a lot of chili dogs with that. Yep. So uh, we'll just have to see about number three where we get Shadow. Uh, and how that one... Are we going to get the Chows? Are they going to have the Chows and the Chow Garden? And Who knows? Who knows? Well, we'll see. There's a lot more Sonic to uh, get draw spin from. Spinball. That's what I want to know. Yeah. Hopefully not the werewolf Sonic thing. Mm. Uh, number two, staying at number two, The Bad Guys brought in $7 million this week in its fourth week. I did not realize it's been out for four weeks. I know. Uh, bringing its total up to 66.4 uh, domestic there so uh staying up there and then number one remaining at number one dr strange multiverse of madness bringing in 61.7 million uh it's domestic total after only two weeks 292.6 so it made its money we'll get bit of a drop uh, though you know um they're talking about i mean it was an aggressive drop but it's making its money and people are talking about it and i don't see that many people talking about it though I mean, because it's Marvel. It was like, what does this cameo mean for the future of the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Are we going to go with yeah. Spider-Man? Are we going to get a Deadpool? Oh, it's my God, not, Professor X. It's not the same as people talking about Spider-Man. It's not the same as people talking about Avengers yeah. or anything like that. I think people are going to watch it because they have to watch it. It's, but it's contractually not obligated. It's not something where people are like, wow, you know what really blew me away? But, I mean, Sam Raimi, the Sam Raimi parts, I mean, I've got my Deadite right here. This is Bad Ash back here uh, on the on the set. I, I pulled him out last week when we were talking about Doctor Strange. Um, but uh, Vince says in movie news, he was delighted to hear that the next Jurassic World will be the last of the franchise. So that's what think. they That's what they say on so the trailer, but... You know, they can always be like, well, that's the end of this series, and so begins Jurassic Galaxy. <laughs> Which is, uh, you, it's going to be, it's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Raptors maybe, in space. Maybe they'll do the next step. They'll do Jurassic Solar System, and mm-hmm. then Jurassic, you know, uh, galactic neighborhood and then they'll do jurassic galaxy and then jurassic universe and you're gonna get all of it at some point they'll run into the dinosaurs from voyager that set off into space all those lizard ones 
Yeah, the dinosaur, yeah, the dinosaur people, race. Yeah. yeah, that were like yeah. those super intelligent dinosaurs. Yeah, Al uh, coming so in weird. did not like Doctor Strange two. Uh, I didn't either at all. You can go back and look at our review on that one. Uh, it was last like week's it. episode, right? I think so. Yeah. Well, all right, guys, we're going to get out of here. Thanks for tuning in. We're out of time. Uh, you can always like and subscribe. Find us each week on your Facebook, Twitch, or YouTube, or you can just download the audio version of this show wherever it is you get your podcasts. Uh, you can download that, like, and subscribe, and tell your friends. Um, thanks for tuning in. We uh, Dina says, someone built dinosaurs in a terrarium for the original meter, and there's a shrink ray. Beep, 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 beep. Um, shrink rays are always a good plot device. But anyway, uh, yeah. We will be back next week, maybe talking about Downton Abbey, maybe talking about men. We'll see. I don't know. We've got a whole week ahead of us. So, uh, as always, I'm Bo, the Boom Operator. I'm Slick Doggy the Grip. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>